High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, fans of murder mysteries, fans of a good head bonk, fans of mimosas, and especially all you Lifetime fans out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment and i would like to see the results as always hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher while you're there leave a five star review that's important homework if that is applicable to your podcast app of course you can also give us wait did i say five star review no just give us a good review five star rating you should know the drill by now. And of course, class participation, huge part of your grade. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have my own Twitter now, not just High School Slumber Party Twitter. Follow my Twitter. I promise I'll tweet more on it. But my Twitter is oh my Rodriguez. I'm a late adopter to Twitter. Wasn't a lot of names out there for me to take. I would have just loved to do like the Brian Rodriguez thing. Someone has taken it. I have a top 10 most popular last name in the United States. It's hard, okay? Life is so hard. Oh man, we have a really fun show for you today, but I want to make sure you did your homework, your Friday homework. Did you listen to the happening episode with Jenny O'Connell? That was hilarious. That was fun. The happening, we talked a lot of Mark Wahlberg. We talked a lot of M. Night Shyamalan. Woo! That was, again, a blast. I highly, highly, highly recommend that episode. And I recommend you did your homework for today. The lifetime homework i assigned you this movie is available everywhere 10-year reunion it's part of our class reunion series joe two is of course here because it is a lifetime film but you could catch this movie on amazon on youtube just google it and you'll find it i promise you that but before we get into all the fun and hijinks with the good man joe two i'm gonna bring something back that we haven't done in a while yes welcome Brian Rodriguez, news anchor Brian Rodriguez. Welcome back to the studio because we are returning to high school movie news. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and this is High School Movie News. A lot to talk about today, so I figured I'd stop my my old friend Brian Rodriguez's to discuss all the happenings going on 
in the Teenaverse, the high school film universe. First, did you guys see that big Lindsay Lohan TikTok thing? Or should I say Lindsay Lohan? I always forget this. This isn't the first time she's come out and done this, but the correct pronunciation is Lindsay Lohan. For whatever reason, we forget this, and we always say Lindsay Lohan, including myself, but it is indeed Lindsay Lohan. Check out that TikTok. It's actually rather fun. We want to pronounce names correctly, so Lindsay Lohan, Lohan, that's what it's going to be from now on until I forget again. Other things, how about our pats the batman comes out soon i think this friday i'm gonna see it in theaters a lot of good buzz i'm looking forward to it all you twilight haters out there who thought that case do and our pats would just be forgotten after twilight not uh their careers are bigger better and better since then so love to the twilight franchise and can't wait to see the batman speaking of case do still getting a lot of oscar buzz i don't know if she'll win i finally saw spencer Woo! What a film. That is an interesting one. Psychological thriller. I didn't realize that. I thought it was going to be like, oh, Princess Diana tale. Whatever. But got to give props to Case Stu. She is amazing in the film, regardless of how you feel about its structure and the, the fable, if you will. But yeah, want to give props to her as well. Some other things I want to bring up today. Speaking of Twilight, I don't know if you guys saw, but Ashley Green has a podcast, of course, Ashley Green, of the Twilight franchise. She is doing what these celebrities are doing now, like going back and visiting their old, how can I put it, you know, their old projects. I think The Office has one, Parks and Recreation has one. Yeah, some people at my level of podcast, or sorry, Brian's level of podcast, are like, oh, celebrities taking our business. But you know what? It's all in good fun. Ashley Green's podcast is called The Twilight Effect. It's with Melanie Howe, another twihard there. And Ashley Green was uh, Alice in the films, if you forget. She has given already so much dirt that Kate Hudson and I are definitely going to talk about it on Twilight Forever. So stay posted for the next Twilight episode because we got some new information there. So check out The Twilight Effect. I just consider it a supplemental to what we do here on High School Slumber Party. So just want to promote that a little bit. Not that it needs promotion. What else? What else? Oh, all this cool Spider-Man stuff. I don't know if you guys have been seeing. Cat's out of the bag at this point. We got all three Spider-Mans in Spider-Man No Way Home. All three movie Spider-Mans. And it seems like the DVD is going to have a lot of special features. Real old school with that. But love the promotions they're doing it. They had the old, like, meme, you, you, you. Uh, main picture out there so when that dvd comes out we might have to do another spider-man episode i'm not sure maybe we'll have to talk to mike manzi about that one see if he's available and how about a uh, spider-man's girlfriend tom holland's girlfriend zendaya euphoria is killing it i know it's a tv show not a movie but i'm just so happy that the most talked about show right now is a teen oriented show so mad props to zendaya and euphoria as well hope this fills you in a little bit I'm Brian Rodriguez, and this was High School Movie News.
this is a bell that I'm actually going to let dismiss you because it's time to get to our episode on 10-year reunion, the Lifetime film. Big thanks to Brian Rodriguez for bringing us all that relevant teen movie news. Really appreciate his work. He puts in so much work, works really hard. So mad props to him. You know who else works hard? Joe Two with Lifetime movies. He studies them like it's a passion and a job, and I appreciate it. So let's get to this film. Pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother sipping at Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. Let's do a little talking heads, because really, I couldn't find any music for this film. Class dismissed. <laughs> Joe 2, we're back. We're back talking Lifetime. Oh, your Twilight run is over, at least for now. But we got to employ you somehow. You got you to gotta pay the bills. At, you got to pay the gambling bills at home somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're back. Uh, do your intro, and then we'll get into this one. Ten-year reunion. My name is Joe 2 from the Pittsburgh Central Catholic Roll Vikes. <laughs> Roll Vikes. And, and Joe, I don't know why. I feel like you're always employed here on series, not just Twilight, but you were on our two Corys last, yep. last year. And uh, this is not just a Lifetime film. This is in our class reunion series. I did a deep dive to find some Lifetime class reunion movies. This one came, came up, and I'm so excited that it's <laughs> It was a really good one. I had not heard of it. I had not seen it. And when you brought it to me, like... I've been talking about Too Fast a lot that, like, you know, with the Oscars coming out, I've been uh, going into movies very blind. So, like, I didn't want to spoil anything. I kind of had a vibe of how this movie was going to go, and it totally exceeded my expectations in the most chaotic way possible. <laughs> Same with me. Like, I didn't know anything. Yeah, I- I'm excited to talk about it. But so- some questions to bring it back a little bit, since we haven't okay. talked Lifetime in a while. Are you still watching Lifetime? Because I know, again, you're into the F- Fast and Furious thing, obviously. You're into the sports. And I know with the sports recent... Sports gambling. Uh, sports yeah. gambling. You got like the five TVs running sports. Have you had time for Lifetime? I actually have. And Rachel just put some on yesterday. You know, I do watch a ton of sports things. You did mention, you know, I have auxiliary TVs in the living room to, to make my house feel like a sports bar. But... <laughs> There's that window in the afternoon between like mm. three and six that there's really not sports on, not even soccer, right? Like, you know, weekdays between three and six. So, um, yeah, we, we were definitely watching some Lifetime movies recently. There's the newest one coming out is like framed by my sister. <laughs> it's, it's like something shitting on your sister and that made me giggle. So getting ready for that, but not as much 
but definitely still watching Lifetime movies. Well, I'm glad to hear it. We've covered a bunch on this show. There's a bunch more I definitely want to do because a lot of a lot of high school drama and teen drama yeah. baked into Lifetime film. So I don't know if we'll cover every teen Lifetime film, but we'll definitely, definitely cover some of the highlights. Uh, but we have been doing um, once a month in 2022 a class reunion series where we break the rules a little and allow ourselves to... You know, talk about adults who go back to high school one way or another, <laughs> whether it be a formal setting or not. And uh, yeah, I, I knew there had to be some Lifetime stuff in there. Dug this one up. Um, and you said you hadn't seen it before, heard it, about it before. Yeah. Neither had I, obviously. So I'm excited then to talk about this one. But before we get into 10-year reunion, there have been two questions I've been asking all my class reunion guests. So... Okay. Joe Two, you're on the clock now. And I have to warn you, these have been very uncomfortable questions, more comfortable than I anticipated for my guests. Almost every one of them has struggled a bit with them, or at least being honest. But I have always found you to be, if there's one thing, you've always been a very honest guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so I, I think you'll be okay with these questions, but who knows? We'll see. Okay. Our first class reunion question has been, if you could go back in time and give any advice to your high school self, what would that piece of advice be? Buy Bitcoin immediately. <laughs> it's not even a question. It's buy Bitcoin, don't spend it on drugs like you did. That's exactly what I would tell myself. Is that a story you've ever shared on air? I mean, you don't have to, but I, I know you What told do you mean? Me. Didn't you like buy Bitcoin and then spend it on drugs? Like, isn't that Immediately. <laughs> At one point in my life, I can find receipts of me holding 120 Bitcoin. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I have the receipts in my email. Like, I posted them before. Like, when Bitcoin hit 50 grand, I was like, this is, you know, what, like $1.2 million worth of Bitcoin that I had that I spent on drugs? I mean, like, granted, like, you know, that was the price at the time. Like, the first time I bought Bitcoin, it was $9 a coin. And and when when do you think this was? Uh, shit. Like, probably, like... 2008 2009 jesus that's what i mean so like this would have been like right it was like right after i graduated high school right it was a very long time so i i would find myself be like there's gonna be a thing called bitcoin spend all of your money on it do not sell it do not spend it on drugs just hold it (laughs) even like think you know like i'm talking 300 400 500 worth of bitcoin back then is now millions right now it's 4.7 million but bitcoin is way down like at its yeah exactly okay so there you go at its peak (laughs) i I can't even imagine what it was like last year yeah when it spiked again and (laughs) so really truly an easy piece of advice you didn't have to struggle with that one we've had guests come on be like oh no you know what i mean (laughs) no 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 and and, like that's my honest answer like that's the easiest answer i could have (laughs) It would have fundamentally changed my life. Like I sit there and think about it, like, okay, like, yeah, if I had $4 million right now that I did nothing to get. And then if I would know and you hammer it and you get like two grand worth of, you know, like even if you're like mowing lawns, I would just like go mow lawns all summer and just spend every dime I have on Bitcoin. Could you imagine? Jeez. Wow. So easy advice there. So we can move on to question number two. Okay. If a high school reunion happened today and you happened to attend and you could say, any single thing you wanted to any classmate or teacher without consequence, what would you say to them? Ooh. Um, 
I don't think it would be that like controversial. There's a few teachers that I would thank for influencing me. And even though that like I was probably a shitbag to them, uh, didn't do homework, didn't come to class, I would still thank them for the influence. Like a couple of my science teachers for sure. We had one, okay, we had one science teacher and he was a really cool guy. Like I fucked around all freshman year of like bio one, right? And when it was come time to be like senior year and you had to like, you know, get your AP classes, he was like, I know you don't have the grades for AP bio, but like you can come. And then in that class, like the very first day he was like, okay, the AP exam, you guys study for that. But like, we're going to learn like actual science. And he like knew a bunch of people at CMU and Pitt. So like we were constantly going over there, visiting labs, like getting lectures from like professors there, PhD students, a whole bunch of people of like new modern science that wasn't what was on the AP exam. Cause he was like, you, you guys just got to figure that out yourselves. Like we're going to study something else. And, um, that really inspired me to want to be in a lab and stuff like that. So like, I have huge thanks for that. I think that would be like, yeah, there wasn't really anybody that like, I didn't super like, or so, you know what I mean? Like I hated everyone, but it was just like, <laughs> high school. like, it wasn't like, I didn't have like a bully or like, I didn't have anything weird. And there was, it was an all boys school. So we dicked around a lot. Yeah. It, it would just be like, thanks guys. And like all the, teachers and stuff that punished me and like made me like do stuff i'd be like you were right i was a shitbag like, that's, <laughs> that's how it works i was talking to my dad this weekend we were back visiting them in pittsburgh and um we were watching the jeopardy tournament of college champions right I'm a big fan of trivia. Rachel loves trivia. So like we're sitting there, we're answering all these questions. My dad's like, you know, fascinated how we know the answers to all these. And I'm like, man, I wish I could have been on the the quiz team in high school because there was like the local TV station did this essentially, but with like all the high schools, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I wish I could have been on the quiz team in high school, but they wouldn't let me. And my dad's like, well, why didn't they let you join the quiz team? I was like, because I was a shitbag. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do homework. I didn't go, like it was for like the kids that were like, you know, top four in the class. Like those were the kids that they like go on TV and like represent the school and do trivia. Like I wasn't that kid. So I wish I would have, but yeah. Well, that's awesome. And that's a very, uh, you know, positive, positive uh, thing that initially that you would, again, thank people and especially that teacher who expanded your knowledge of science. I feel like we're starting this episode very positively. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was trying to specifically be positive, but yeah, I have a now like you know what 15 years removed or whatever or like yeah 10 15 years removed I, I like i have a positive outlook on high school like i liked it would you apologize to mac miller for giving him shit uh yeah definitely would i would apologize to a lot of people for giving them shit like that would be that that would be on my to-do list too i would you know do my 10 steps like what is it you have to apologize to everyone that you've wronged a lot of girls that went to the all girls school i owe a lot of apologies <laughs> um, but i have apologized to them before but yeah I, I i would go down the line for sure so you didn't have a bully but you were the bully no i don't think joking. i was i just joking. <laughs> but i definitely annoyed the shit out of a lot of people <laughs> Very, yeah, I was very annoying, that's for sure. Well, not annoying today. Appreciate it today. This is the third question I'm just going to add since you aced the, fir- the first two questions. Sometimes, again, when we'll get past these two questions, I've, I've given people like such anxiety that you know I try to move on from it. But I'm going to add a third question to you. Go ahead. What would high school Joe 2 think of Joe 2 today, aside from the Bitcoin thing? 
Um, uh, he would be like pretty confused at how settled I was. I think that would be like the most thing. He would be like, why did you like stop partying so hard? <laughs> and like, why are you like just so boring? You know, like, do you really like really watch Lifetime movies and record podcasts? You know what I mean? Like, he like, why? I th- yeah, I think it would be more he'd be inquisitive. And, and I think I would explain it. He'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, thank you for answering those questions. You're very welcome. We are here, though, for 10-year reunion, and we usually read the back of the DVD. Wait, wait, wait. Did you go to your five-year high school reunion or your 10-year one? I did not go to either. This seems like such a Brian thing to do, though. Why not? I actually would had this question for you. Five-year reunion... I don't even know if that existed, to be honest with you. 10-year reunion, I thought about it. It was at a bar in the city, but the only reason I thought about it was because, like, the open bar deal looked very good. Um, <laughs> okay. However, everybody that I want to know from high school... You do? I, I do. They're my closest friends. I also, with Facebook and Instagram, I know what the other people are doing. Yep. So it's not exactly like, hey, oh, what's that jackass up to? Like, I kind of can or figure Or who it has out. a hot wife now? Yeah, or, yeah, or, stuff like that. Or who that. has a good job? Or who, like stayed in the same town that they grew up like all of these questions you don't need them because we have social media right for sure and truth be told uh, especially within my actual graduating class i was definitely a shithead i also annoyed a lot of people and i just know that showing up a lot of people not that they're like oh i don't want to see that guy but they had they would probably have no interest in talking to me also i don't feel that accomplished truth be told i don't want to be like oh what do you do I have a teen film podcast, you know, <laughs> which I know is not only insulting me, but everyone listening right now, but, yeah. but like, you know, I, I guess there's a little inferiority complex with that. It's just, Oh, I work on wall street. I have a family with children. And I know that's like, yeah. not like, again, I'm not saying I want all those goals and I'm not, I'm not even saying I'm unhappy, but I prefer a podcast network barbecue because we can all talk about talk our Talk about shit. movies and... Yeah, yeah, we're like-minded people. And, you know, uh, the godfather, Joey Lewandowski, might not agree. But I feel like a cool guy at those parties, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. The, oh, and you can't deny this. And I know you wouldn't. But the women always love me at those uh, podcast barbecues. Absolutely do. I don't Absolutely. know why. Because that's not true of my high school life or real parties. But- <laughs> You have like a very specific demo <laughs> that you really hit on, right? I don't necessarily think, again, that I'm cool at these parties just because I'm able to converse with the ladies at these parties who, by the way, are usually married or coupled up. It's not yeah. like, you know, yeah. <laughs> as am I, for the record, everybody. But, but <laughs> how did we get on that? Oh, 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 in terms of why I didn't intend my 10 year reunion. Yeah. I mean, that's really why I don't think a lot of people want to see me. The people I wanted to see, I already see. I did go to my wife's 10-year reunion. That was cooler for me because I didn't oh, know anyone. That is cool. She wasn't my wife at the time. She, Fiance or girlfriend. She might have just been girlfriend. But, like, you know, I was just like, oh, who's this guy? You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather do that any day of the week. The older I've gotten, 
the more fun I enjoy being at parties where nobody knows me. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. It's like be on vacation. Absolutely. absolutely. You're so right. I, I should take that tack more of a vacation because I don't, but I, I should. It's like people who love cruises, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> but like, you could go on a cruise and be like, I'm Dr. Lawyer Adventurer Brian, you know? And they're like, people are like, oh, wow, that's so exciting. You're like, yeah, you know, just got out of surgery. <laughs> like what are they gonna do like f- like question you you don't facebook friend them they're never gonna find of you. of course and also you kn- I-, I feel like you would agree with me here it's more fun to believe than not believe you know you're all 100 percent. yeah the ghost of the ghost of keith right <laughs> like, I just, i'm like i don't care if that guy's real or not like i just want to i just want to believe the story it's fun <laughs> he took down six guys by himself yesterday cool like that sounds awesome <laughs> Why don't you give a little context to the listeners? There's, there's been, I mean, it's not that cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> in, in the Russian search for Nazis in the middle of Ukraine, there's been a fighter pilot, a Ukrainian fighter pilot, who has allegedly taken down like seven planes in a dogfight by himself in one day. And um, Pat McAfee was was, was um, joking that he's going to have the only undefeated season in war ever. <laughs> and that's what he's working at. But then, you know, there was a bunch of people being like, obviously, it might not be the same fighter pilot, right? It could be like a couple different fighter pilots. Either way, we're rooting for if the ghost is one or many, we're rooting for the ghost. Yeah, it's real life fucking Top Gun, right? Like when when was the last time we saw that? We're not laughing at war. We're not laughing at the horrors of war. But if you got to defend your country. Fuck, well, we're going to vote for the goose. The goose. <laughs> Top Gun. Yeah. The ghost. <laughs> and Goose 2. And Maverick. Yeah. Like, send Tom Tom Cruise over there. Get him in a plane. Like, I'm down. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was just... Like, I know we've gone on a tangent, but what the fuck ever. Yeah, exactly. Our good friend Kyle Reinfried, he is notoriously... I mean, this is pre-pandemic, but, like, his... He, he got into the European travel game later than a lot of european travelers if you will yes but he dominated his european trips where it became you know meeting people we'll say and i remember him telling me once i'm like kyle how do you do it because here i'll be honest with you i've never seen you hit on a girl at a bar and it'd be successful he does very well on tinder and online dating but that's a different game and he's like brian you would probably hate the version of me that's like hanging around the hostels i think there was one trip where he only packed hawaiian shirts yeah, there you go. He leans in. Yeah, to that's what you got to do. Whatever he wants to be, right? And like that's that's what's cool about going to again being a guest at a party or like the ten year reunion I went to with my wives. I didn't do that, but like I could almost be whoever I wanted, whatever my wife would allow. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Which isn't a lot to be fair, but it's still like more than I could be in my regular high school. If see, that's the thing too. If I brought my wife to my regular 10-year reunion and everyone's like oh you were that little shit like you did this you did that like i don't want to put doubts in her head about what we have you know i don't need that yeah uh, there's this theory we talk a- about or we have years ago talked on, on high school slumber party about like you went you said you went to an all-boys school so i don't know if it was the same but like for me there are people that if i dated or if i tried to date in my high school would never date me but if i went to a neighboring town if you want to like rank as superficial as rank the hotness of women, like I could do better in that other town or whoever, right? Okay. Be- because they don't know you like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't have 
from like kindergarten to whenever of a resume. This is this is why I never understand like how high school sweethearts can exist. Right? Uh, right? We have so much baggage of just like you being a weird child trying to figure out like what relationships are, right? So like I think you need to like work your way through that and then like become kind of an adult at least and then you're like, "Okay, cool. I now have like worked out the kinks. I know where I'm a shitbag, what I need to work on, whatever." I don't get it, man. If there's a 20-year or 25-year high school reunion and I'm okay with life at that point and I could see the guest list. I know that's a lot, but <laughs> I'll go for like the sake of the podcast, but I cannot wait for my wife to have another one because that's more fun. I, I, I'd rather be a fly on the wall than anything. Uh, that's like another thing I get accused of on this show, asking qu- a lot of questions, but not answering them. I, I feel like I'm more myself on your show, Joe, <laughs> than I am on my own Why? Show. Why? Because you can, you can just speak I can just speak and... and fuck around. I don't have to yeah. be the point guard. I'm just like, you know, catch and shoot, catch and shoot in the corner, you know? That's true. <laughs> it's fun to be, it's fun to be the guest. It is. To be fair, Joe, I don't even think you're the point guard on your own show. So. No, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not, dr- I'm just in the passenger seat the whole way and every step of the way. <laughs> No, he's fully along for the ride. You're waiting for that for that lob pass to make the dunk, and that's that's a great place to be. Yep, can't exactly. complain. But when you're a solo host, you got to be the point guard. Speaking of point guard, reeling it back to ten year reunion. Okay, <laughs> Lifetime movies don't really have DVDs. Some of them do, but not a lot. It's for TV. It's for the electronic media. But great website, mylifetime.com has all the summaries for all the films so i'm gonna read the summary to today's film 10-year reunion from there so here it goes at their 10-year high school reunion carly newman and her old clique discover that their friend abby's death right before graduation may not have been an accident after all when an unknown assailant begins to threaten them that's it okay first of all one of the best lifetime parts of this movie is that the unknown assailant has to wear gloves, which always indicates it's a woman that they're confusing <gasps> for a man because you can't see her hands. That's oh, always a lifetime tell. Good lifetime hack. Yes. Oh if it was a God. man, they wouldn't have had to like face and hand cover them. It would have just been like, you know, creepy men in the background and you probably would have seen them in the shadows. But because you had a face covering and a hand covering, I knew it was one of the girls. Spoiler alert, but I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Your lifetime hacks are great. Uh, I want you to, as we go along, remind me of them. But there was one I remembered while watching, Joe. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was waiting for you to say it. Well, I don't know if you know the one I'm going to say because there's a lot. But I'll say the head bonk. The head bonk, yep. I was waiting for you. We got two bonks in this one. Two bonks and an off-screen bonk. That's what I can Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We and re- you know, kind of kind of uh a little like deeper, we get some shootings in this. Not fatal. No. But we get it we get some bullet wounds, which doesn't usually happen. She did miss the car fifteen times in a row, but <laughs> but we did get like an actual shooting. So I don't know, Joe, if this was supposed to not be a Lifetime movie. There's a lot of evidence to point that this was always supposed to be a Lifetime movie. However, there's okay. there's some evidence to point that maybe it wasn't. For example, it's not produced by Lifetime. It's like a different oh, studio. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's like the biggest indicator there. Again, I don't know. Uh, well, we'll get into it because production-wise, written and directed by the same person, Jake Helgren. And I want to talk about this so bad because one of my favorite little segments when I have you on for these lifetime things is just to see how many other 
made for TV, Lifetime, Hallmark, whatever projects that yes. they were into. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. This guy has 40 writing credits and 33 directing credits to his name. Okay. That's a lot. It's a lot. This came out in 2016, early in his Lifetime game. So, unfortunately, he only directed four TV movies that year. Just four. Just four. Okay, joke. It was a light year. Something light. <laughs> it was called Suicide Note, Honeymoon from Hell. Oh. Ten Year Reunion, of course, this one, and Girlfriends of Christmas Past. That's a Hallmark movie, or is it a Lifetime movie? I'm not sure. Let me click it. He did a lot of Christmas, this guy. That's a, that's a good theme, man. We get a lot of Christmas with a lot of these guys. To be honest with you, it seems like he works for a studio, or maybe it's, it's his studio, where they just kind of make this type of film and then sell it okay. to either Lifetime or Hallmark or whatever. This one debuted on a channel called Up TV. What the hell is Up TV? Must be Canadian or something. Yeah, maybe some like other countries' Lifetime. Yeah. Up TV, no, an American network, family friendly, uplifting movies. This was an uplifting, family friendly movie. Not ours, but oh, the other one, the Christmas Ghost of Christmas Past. Yeah, so Christmas girlfriends. Yeah, I think the dude just writes TV movies and produces them, and that's really awesome. Good for him. What a what a lifestyle. Um, but in terms of him as a writer, insane. So 2016. Same year. He wrote one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight movies. Okay. Including all the ones we mentioned, plus Accidentally Engaged, Nightmare Nurse, Terror Birds, (laughs) and All Hallows Eve. These all sound amazing. (laughs) If anything, he can write a title, that's for sure. For sure. 2020 was a huge year for him directing-wise, and writing-wise, but it seems like he writes and directs a lot of his own things. Look at these titles in 2020. Psycho Party Planner. Oh. Killer Dream House. How about this one? Psycho Sister-in-Law. I like that. That's a good one. A Very Charming Christmas Town. I like that this dude can, can <laughs> write Psycho Sister-in-Law and A Very Charming Christmas Town in the same year. That's, yeah, same. Dashing in December. And Christmas on the menu. He wrote three Christmas films in a year, or directed, sorry, directed three Christmas films in a year. That's insane. This is, this kind of sounds like my dream job. My own third party lifetime studio, right? Maybe if you went back to talk to your high school self, you're like, no. Yes, invest in the Bitcoin and use the money to make a start. Yes. Yeah. Make a lifetime studio. Joe Two Productions. Oh, it'll be so good. Also, by the way, that's my that's going to be my cruise ship persona from now on. Oh, great cruise ship persona. I like that. Right? Like what Who do you would do? Know? Like, yeah, I write like I write lifetime movies and Christmas movies for Hallmark. I have my own movie studio. Even if they IMDb it, you're like, "No, no, I'm more of like the script doctor, right? Like they bring me the story." I'm a consultant. Yeah, and I just like fix it up and make it TV ready. That's and, awesome. the, and that guy's this this guy is the figurehead of my <laughs> Like what how are they going to prove it, right? You're like, yeah, whatever. And then like I watch a ton of lifetime movies, so I'll be like, oh yeah, like you know the bonk always. <laughs> so here are some titles that I thought you would like that he's also directed. Okay. Bridal Boot Camp, Deadly Matrimony, Psycho Stripper. I like Psycho Stripper. That sounds good. This is, a, this is an ambiguous one. Old Flames Never Die. That might have been his art, artsy one. <laughs> his, his Oscar bait one. And he has two directorial films that have not yet come out, but we will soon see the debuts at some point. Fatal Fandom, wonder what that's about, mm. and Christmas in Leavenworth. 
which is a federal, okay. federal prison. So I'm wondering, combining a couple genres there, that should be interesting. So, oh, that's a good point. Now that you bring that up, this movie definitely felt like an homage to like six different Lifetime movies. Like it's bits and pieces of all a bunch of other Lifetime movies. And that's what made it feel so chaotic to me, but in a great way. Like obviously all of them kind of like, you know, follow the same thing. But in this one, we get like high school, a murder, drugs, <laughs> a killer, a mystery, and like, you know, a love story about somebody from your past all in one, right? So like, it kind of felt like I was being pulled in a lot of different lifetime directions. And I kind of like the mixed match of all the things that he liked about them too, all at once. Yeah. And I'll say this about this film. A lot of the lifetime movies will hit home just one of those points or one of yes. those topics, like a thousand times. This, yes. this one, you had to pay attention a little bit more than, than the other ones. It wasn't just like, yeah, there were hitting a lot of certain things home, but there was also like, I didn't realize it was going to become a slasher because it doesn't, yeah, exactly. it doesn't yeah. really until like two thirds into the movie. You're like, whoa. <laughs> Same. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I felt so chaotic. Cause you're like, okay, cool. They're like, just trying to figure out like who murdered this girl. And then it's like, Oh, murderer still exists. And he's trying to murder you now. And it's like, well, that's not what I thought was going to happen here. <laughs> For you to say that in a lifetime movie, I think is an accomplishment. Yeah, it gave me something interesting to focus on. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I'm going to assume you've seen nobody from this cast. I hadn't. No. <laughs> I mean, they all look familiar, but they always all look familiar because you always <laughs> get the B-list version of anybody that you're looking for, right? So it's like, it could, could not be, but no, I didn't recognize anybody. Our uh, main girl, if you will, Carly, is played by Casey Clark. Kayla Ewell played Patty. Okay. Those two girls kind of looked the same to me at times. <laughs> it happens, yeah. Jillian Nelson played Rose. And uh, Anya Engel Adams played Erica. And then the two dudes, I just want to mention them. Shane. Yes, Shane Conley played by Johnny Pascar. And uh, Bryce Dufree, which is such a lifetime name. Did you, know, did you catch the other dude's name? Who The cop one, the blonde yeah. one? No, what was his name? What a lifetime name. His name is Chase Majors. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> he should be a professional sports player. That's like a good quarterback name, right? Oh, definitely. He'd be drafted in the first round. But <laughs> I I think that this is going to sound like an insult, but I don't mean it as such. This is a lifetime movie that reminds me of like, there are moments that lifetime could segue into porn if that's the direction they wanted to go. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like the cheesy acting, the camera, like the weird like lens that they use for the cameras. And I mean high quality porn, but yes. Yeah, like the smoothing of it, like the, the soap opera feel. <laughs> it definitely, like all of a sudden you could be like, you mean this clue? You know, like, <laughs> and you'd be like, oh yeah, that's what we were watching. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, because you could, again, just pivot that way, right? Like, oh, remember when we used to date too? Boom. Yeah. Do you know do you know that like I've been pressing Joey for a long time that I want to do a lap of porn parodies on Too Fast? You've mentioned this and I am in agreement and I don't know why he's against I'm... it. Well, you know I'm for it because But we said but we said well, we're only going to talk about the plot. Yeah, exactly. No, and that's fine. Yeah, you're not going to be like, "Oh, look at the insertion in this scene." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look at his huge dick. But like, no, but yeah. If I ever upgraded to whatever tier could program, like, <laughs> you guys need to do more parodies, and porn parodies are a big part of it. I know it's not always fun to watch it. You'd rather watch, ooh, look at this samurai film and whatever, but, like, 
sometimes you got to do the parody stuff. And porn is perhaps America's greatest parody. It is. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So all that out of the way, we can finally talk about the movie. And I got a, I got a couple questions for you. You already answered. Oh, you didn't answer. Only I answered. Did you go to your 10 year reunion? Um, no, absolutely not. We had a five year one that I definitely didn't go to. We might have had a ten year one that I definitely am not going to. Uh oh wait, yeah, yeah. Two Oh yeah, I definitely missed that already. I think I probably missed my fifteen year one too. That should be soon, right? Two thousand seven. So twenty three. Maybe next year won't go to that either. I don't feel bad about it, but like also like I don't care what those people are doing, right? <laughs> like I have like my own friend group that like I kind of care about and uh the people from high school that I wasn't friends with then, like, what am I going to do now? Like, be their friend? Like, no. That, there's a reason why we weren't friends, so. You could network. You could get some new guests for Too Fast. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I yeah, like I don't, I don't think I have, like, a weird feeling about, like, what I'm doing or anything like that. Like, that doesn't bother me. I know that I definitely have, like, way more successful friends from high school, way less successful <laughs> friends from high school. And, like, neither of those things bother me. I have, like, strangely reconnected with some of my high school friends that, like, I hadn't talked to for a long time based on, like, mutual interests. Like, if I see, like, somebody from high school that really is into beer or something, right? And I'll be like, oh, have you tried this? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, we, you know, rekindle a friendship that maybe wasn't even that strong in high school, but just, like, by relating and stuff like that. So I enjoy that. Like, give me something to be interested in. I just don't need to be your friend because we went to the same high school. Yeah, no, I agree. So just had to get that question out of the way. No, I won't, and I didn't. And (laughs) it's also just, like, really not my speed. Like, I like to be left alone, and, like, I don't like to pretend to have to talk to people. Like, just let me get drunk by myself, and that's my favorite thing to do you're not a schmoozer not no definitely not i just like to be left alone you're in a good spot though because like there are people who just don't like to schmooze and they also don't like to go to parties but yeah you're not that joe like you're at my wedding and had a good time right yes absolutely but you can you can have a good time in in your own range There, there are people who just like to be clear you're not afraid of people or crowds like some people but yeah, I get it. I get it. It's... I don't. I don't need to ask you what you do. I don't need to like make small talk. But like, if I find you enjoyable and like you look like you're having fun, I'll drink with you. And like, we could just have a relationship based on that. Yeah. And, like, we don't have to connect. We don't have to network. We don't have to meet again. Like, it, if we do, cool. If not, that's fine too. But like, yeah. I don't. I don't see you being like, "Oh, you have three kids. Oh, how old's Joshua now?" You know what I mean? Show me pictures. No. <laughs> Not me, for sure not. All right, next question, because you do, again, like to go to parties, but not the parties, not not the schmooze. Have you ever gone to a time capsule party? (laughs) No, and I've (laughs) never cuddle hugged either, Brian. I feel very, very left out. Oh, that was my next question. Before we get to cuddle hugs, did (laughs) did you ever participate in a time capsule? Would you have liked to? Um, hmm. Now that I think about it, like maybe one time in grade school, we might have had one and maybe one time at like my grandma's church, they buried one. And like, I went to those things, but like, I didn't actively participate. Like I didn't put anything in it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't help dig. I wasn't like any, anything involved. I just like 
experienced it happening. Well, the internet has ruined time capsules. Like, just yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like we could just look it up now and be like, oh, a track players existed or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It ruined the mystery of like, what's this item? You know, so. Yeah, i never been to a time capsule party either. Did you dream about one as a little kid? Was this something you really thought about? I've thought about it a lot when I was a little kid. I was oh, it's fascinating. so fascinating as a kid, right? right? Either to discover one or to what you would put in there. But the things I think I was like, let me put in baseball cards. But we grew up in an era where there was over-proliferation of sports cards. The shittiest so, baseball card era. Uh, yeah, and any cards really that like, you know, they have no value today. So like, oh, cool, you're three cent a uh, Penny Hardaway magic card is still three cents, even less. Yeah, so- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So did you have fantasies of what you would put into the time capsule? Yeah. And I think I even like romanticized, you know, like when you're a little kid, you like, you know, have a big imagination. I think I even romanticized like putting stuff together in a shoe box that I was like, this would be in my time capsule, but like never burying it or getting rid of it. Situation. <laughs> I don't remember what those things are now, but I definitely like was like, oh man, I, you know, this would go in my time capsule. But like, what does it matter, right? And this is a film, though, about a essentially a time capsule that has all the clues. But uh, their time capsule was like like the Mean Girls burn book. Yeah, the time capsule was literally just write the darkest secret you have <laughs> and put it in here. And then uh, the girl who gets murdered, Abby, she thinks she might get murdered, but which is crazy. <laughs> And she set up an entire scavenger hunt based on this time capsule and the discovery of it. It's just, it's insane. Because, because she, this sneaky woman had just was like, yeah, I know we put it in a time capsule. We said we weren't going to open it, but I read all of them. So like, I know everybody's dirt. And then I like locked it up so nobody else would find the dirt. And it's like, bitch, you know all the dirt now. Like you're, you're definitely going to get murdered. If you thought you were going to get murdered, then you read all the things, you know, everybody's baggage. I'm not going to say she deserved it, but she definitely has reasons that people should be mad at her. And they didn't even realize. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we start with a flashback to when they're, you know, high school and when they're doing the time capsule or whatever. And we've covered a couple of these reunion films now. And when they do these flashbacks, you forgive them a little because often they'll use the adult actors to play teenagers. Oh, yeah. But here, they hardly even tried to de-age them at all. Like, the one girl just has glasses, essentially. And the rest of them kind of look the same. Oh, I'll ask you, what did you think of their high school selves compared to what they looked like as adults? I thought they used the exact same actors. They did, they did. But like, they... Okay, because like when we first get there... The woman who gets bonked that's, like, marrying the senator or whatever, she is, like, 40 years old. Yeah, she's in she, high school. Not play. even she close. Looked, that's my point. Like, they didn't even try to de-age her at all. Like No. And the only girl that they kept as almost a teenager, I'm sure the youngest one, is the one that gets murdered because then they use her to record the video yeah. later. And I was like, this also feels very strange because she was, like, the only one that feel, felt very yeah, young. Yeah, she looked like a kid among 30-something or 40-something-year-olds or whatever. Yeah, it was very, very weird. And then the girl, like... With the glasses, whatever, like she just literally has glasses and it's like, oh, I'm a dork. But then when eventually when we meet her, she's like, I discovered laser eye surgery and I'm pretty now. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Abby, it looks like she dies of alcohol poisoning, really ruins graduation. But they said she had two drinks and she was such a lightweight and then she like falls over. Very weird. But we do get a cuddle hug and all right, cuddle hug. Have you had one? 
What do you think of the cuddle hug? It seems like it's just a hug to me. It seems like a hug, possibly a group hug. I, I didn't <laughs> get what the cuddle hug is, but I do cuddle hug swear that I never had a cuddle hug before. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so when they get back to modern times, it's their 10-year reunion. Two of the girls are living in the city, the ambiguous city. Um, Harmony is the town. You know, nothing bad ever happens in a town called Harmony. Yes, that's very rich. <laughs> a very, you know, wealthy, nice town. Two of the girls have moved together in the city. One one is a photographer who just does headshots. I love this main character here because it is really a window into most of us, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of successful people out there. But the person watching Lifetime is probably just your average person, right? So they, they might be doing something similar to what they dreamed of, but ultimately not the like dream, dream job of it. Right. Exactly. Right. So she wanted to be a photographer. She's like, I want to take pictures to change the world. But like in reality, you're probably gonna do headshots and weddings. Like, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. And that actually pays pretty well. If anyone's yeah. ever tried to get a headshot or a wedding photographer, you know, it's not a bad gig at all, but uh, that translation to me is amazing because again, you're at home. You, you've said it, Joe. You're ironing. You have this on in the background. You instantly relate to that character because you're like, yep. you know, maybe I'm not at the top of my game, but yeah. I'm surviving. I'm fine. And and like, you know, the other friend became the big shot lawyer and the other friend is marrying a senator and the other friend like married her high school sweetheart that she didn't really be a sweetheart of. But you know what I mean? Like all of these things. So yeah, like, you know, like, you're you're kind of just the average one. And you're always going to feel like that unless you're Elon Musk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's somebody bigger. Yeah. Exactly. There's always a bigger fish, right? So yep. they've created a relatable main character. Good job, Lifetime. Or, again, whoever produced the movie. We learn, too, rather quickly that when they go back to the hometown that Abby actually did not die of alcohol poisoning. She had a ton of drugs ecstasy to be specific they call it like the pink lady or something like that is that is, yeah. is that real do you know that like is that what they oh no but there's always like fun time names for all kinds of ecstasy pills right like so that's just like a brand know. that's like a local brand yeah you know they kind of depend on seasons like there was like i remember the the summer of the teslas actually do you remember no, <laughs> no. maybe not that's why you're asking me there was like you know there's like waves where like you know one ecstasy producer makes like a ton of pills and then if they are good, everybody knows them. So like, and it's, yeah, it's a brand, right? So like that summer must have been pink ladies. That's what was going around. <laughs> but they were all spiked with PMA and that's why. <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good at all. And uh, our lead here is just basically coping, still coping with this death and trying to figure out what the hell happened and wants to unlock this time capsule as it might have clues. To what has happened so well because she also finds out that there was a drug overdose but like the town just like covered it up somehow right like the one dad like faked a report because he was like like cop or lawyer in the corner town. or something i don't know yeah yeah and he just was like no that sounds bad like let's just pretend like she you know had alcohol poisoning not like full of drugs i just wanted to bring us here because uh it's it's not worth going scene by scene in a movie like this I just want to talk about like your favorite moments and such, but I feel like this is the important place to get to to understand all the other moments. We have a mystery yes. now. Uh, we need to unlock this time capsule. And it does seem like the other three girls in the group don't want 
this to happen for various reasons for various reasons and there's two dudes one there's a lot of love triangleness in this the, yeah the one dude what the hell was his name we just said it oh uh shane. shane shane like was dating abby at the time he was dating abby at the time and i knew he wasn't the bad guy even though they tried to imply it at times because he was a world traveler and i feel like in these movies if you're a world traveler to like nefarious places Yes. Then you're a bad person. But if you travel to Paris, because like... If you've been to Paris, you're not the bad guy. Yes. <laughs> that, I agree with you. You nailed it. Yes. That might need, need to be added to your lifetime rules, because that I feel like that's definitely the case. A big clue. Yeah. And then the other you're, dude, um, he... Uh, Chase... He's a cop. He's a cop. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, which, which is a, actually a better cover. Like, that's a really good possible suspect. But also, he was like to there right like he like wasn't like in the background of anything like she comes downstairs he's just like eating breakfast like what are you doing yeah so uh the cop is dating rose or like they're married 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 yeah they're married and i i'm in agreement with you joe they're really trying to push that it's somehow rose and the cop in cahoots rose or the cop definitely yeah like they're trying to make you think it's a man and then like maybe it's shane it's none of these people. Yeah, too obvious. Too obvious. Yep. But that's uh, that's good. What makes a lot of these movies fun to me is how we're watching and playing along. Like, this is a Lifetime movie that, yes, you can probably iron with it. But I was hooked to this one the entire time. I was, like, trying to solve the mystery as we went along. And I think that's fun. Yeah. No, that's part of the enjoyment. And it's also, like, not too hard. No. Right? You're not, like, watching Inception. Or, or even like a girl with a dragon tattoo kind of thing. Yeah, it's not like exactly. aggressive yeah. like that, you know. No, you're not like, oh, I can't, the suspense, like, <laughs> what could happen? It's like, no, like, you know, you're playing murder mystery dinner theater at your house. And they're throwing, like, they're throwing those random, like, red herrings. At one time they mentioned, like, poisonous berries, you know, like there's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yep. But as we know, X marks the spot. <laughs> so, Joe, what did you? What were some of the interesting uh, scenes in the movie, or things that just sparking your memory right now? Um, I thought that one of the most fun things is that they were drinking what was clearly beer out of wine glasses. <laughs> Because they all had, like, a mild head on them. Like, the beer was flat, but they kept putting them in a wine glass. And it just looked like they were just, like, had Bud Lights in wine glasses for most of the movie. I honestly thought that was... Because I assume they weren't, like, drinking on set. I assume that, you like, other movies take a lot of time to be like, oh, this is the fake wine. This is the fake beer. I assume that Lifetime or whoever just has, like, fake alcohol. And it's just like a, a catch-all for every beverage, you know? Oh, so it's like kind of brownish, kind of goldenish, yeah. a little bit carbonated, but not carbonated. <laughs> so it just like, it could be anything. Yeah, way to save money. They just have a huge, like, tub of this somewhere, and they just, like, make kegs of it, and they just, oh, get get the uh, Lifetime alcohol out, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch just makes, like, the Lifetime brand. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, movie weed, but just for yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> what I was going to mention... Similarly, in terms of the aesthetic, is that for whatever reason, when they go back to this town, they have to stay at the friend's, like, estate, like, yes. her mansion. It's very, like, reality TV mansion with, like, yes. a garden yeah. and then... Porn. There you go. Porn-like as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But the garden becomes a, a big deal. I could have seen like an alternate title have been like Deadly Gardener or something along those lines. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Digging up old dirt or so, you know, something <laughs> like that. Because uh, if we have a killer in this, supposedly, it is the fact that this like creepy gardener with like the gardening hat and the almost beekeeper face thing. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Keeps appearing in the background. Yep. So just going through my notes, as they're trying to, or as really Abby is trying to discover the scavenger hunt things, there are four letters and each one corresponds to one of the girls. But to really dive into this, there's a, whatever, there's this like random photo in, or picture frame in the mansion. Yes. That evidently hasn't been touched for 10 years, right? Yep. Because on the back of it is taped this huge-ass CD that nobody has seen. No one's dusted and been like, why is there a CD here? Nope. I love it. I love it. And and in the beginning of the movie, she says, X marks the spot. She finds this picture. Then they find the video. And she's like, I left you clues that only you, each one of you will know the answers to. So all four of you have to come together to find the thing. And the thing was where the X marks the spot on the first picture that they didn't have to do any of the clues at all. It was right where she said it was. Yep, right exactly where there was an X, essentially, or behind it or whatever. Amazing. Like, immediately, three minutes into the movie, they find the picture. She's like, X marks the spot. We should go dig there. They try to dig there. They're like, stop. And then they're like, do the whole roundabout, and they get back to exactly where they were. (laughs) I kept asking questions. Like, if that person was trying to... Again, I forgot... I forget people's names, but the la- yeah, it doesn't matter. The, the lady who lives in the house, if it was really her, wouldn't she be a little less obvious about like the exes and stuff? Like she'd have a little bit more awareness. So it gave me a little bit of a intrigue, if you will. You mean like the mom of the house? The mom, but the daughter, the daughter, right? Like I feel like if you have access there, you might want to hide things a little bit better. So I, I kind of knew that like the blonde girl was never the one who did it. Rose. Rose, yeah. Even though they kept like pushing that theory at us, it was too... Yeah, she was too much of a shitbag. Yeah, it was too obvious, too there. I did really love, though, that now that we're talking about Rose and her shittiness, like, at one point in the movie, all of them said something really, really catty to the rest of them, or another one of them, for no reason. Yeah, yeah, I forgot, like, I wish I wrote down the exact things they said, but... I don't know. If like feel- Rose, I'm just remembering because Rose, when she first sees her and we're talking about the photography thing, she's like, oh, like, I thought you were going to take pictures to change the world. And now you just do headshots. <laughs> and you're like, damn, Rose, like, we haven't seen each other in 10 years. Like, chill out, chick. Like that initial meeting makes you hate everybody but Abby. Right. Like, e- yes, even Abby's friend who, you know. Oh, yeah. When she sees the ring, she goes, look at your ring. It's almost as big as mine. And I was like whoa like everybody's coming in real hot at this reunion yeah like they all have this attitude like i didn't think i would be this successful but i am oh except you (laughs) it's like whoa whoa but it it built for a sympathetic character so i thought i'm just going through my notes and like laughing because i thought that yeah maybe it was chase the cop at one point when abby first sees that the gardener dude Yes. She tells Chase immediately, and he's like, oh, it was probably those teenagers. They love playing hide-and-seek here. Joe, what, yeah, you're like, what was the last what? time you played hide-and-seek? Were you a teenager? Do you ever remember being 17 and playing hide-and-seek? I mean, like, unless that's what they're telling the cop because they're just, like, smoking weed. <laughs> <in the garden. laughs> 
right? Like, what are you doing? Playing hide and seek, bro? And he's like, they're always here playing hide and seek. It's like, you know, like that's the only thing I can imagine. I just, at that point, I'm like, this is such a dumbass excuse for being the killer. Like, what were they doing? I don't know. Playing hide and seek. You know what kids do. You know what 17-year-olds do. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Oh, classic, classic Lifetime. And just classic movie, really. When the main character is too pure to really know what a bad thing is, they Google it, right? In a Twilight Joe, Bella uh, Googles vampires, and we get that great scene. Immortal come, yeah. Yeah, Immortal come. In this film, we get to like research what ecstasy is and whatever the other drug they, you know, that it was laced with is. Yeah, pipes. We get a little Google scene, which is nice. Yes, I always do enjoy those. Those are fun. That's you know fodder for like. She doesn't know what ecstasy is. But also, like, how does she forget that they all took ecstasy that night? Because <laughs> they say it. They're like, oh, like. Did she? You know, even the main girl took it? Yeah, they were. Because she says, like, don't you remember we all took ecstasy, like, on graduation party? And she's like, well, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, okay, well, that's probably how she died, right? Like. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. Anything else that really stuck out at yes. you? Yes. Okay, so, like, the very first day. Like, after they meet, they go to, what's, oh, what was the name of the restaurant? Marigold's. Marigold's. Featured very heavily in this Prominently, place. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the restaurant and that house. That's the only places we go. So they go to Marigold's, and um, they, like, get food or something, and they're being catty again, and one of them's like, something, something, something. Oh, my semen dressing. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Did you hear this? Oh, I don't think, I think I missed that. My semen dressing? Yeah, like, I, it was like, it was like the, the back end of a joke that, like, didn't exist, like, you didn't get the front of, and, we, and then, like, everybody laughs, and I'm like, what the fuck did she just say? And why? The, I'll, I'm gonna have to rewatch to see that one. That's like you discovering the Immortacum in Twilight. Semen dress? Yeah, she says it. It's like, right as they sit down at dinner... Or lunch or whatever, and like, you know, after that, like, first night, and that's what she says. It's very, very strange. I found it interesting, this cafe in general, right? Like, that, like, teenagers were sneaking into this mimosa spot. It didn't seem like a teen spot to hang out with. They were like, oh, you know, we used to always hang out here. You definitely weren't getting but it, mimosas. It feels like, you know, small, rich town, probably, mm. like, one of a couple restaurants. They had some money. It, it kind of makes sense, right? That checks out, then, Yeah. You know, and also, I remember, I think I drank the most coffee in my life as a teenager in high school because I thought it was cool. Like, oh, let's go to Starbucks and have coffee. You know, I'm not a coffee drinker today. Maybe that's why. But, like, I can imagine in this town seeing your mom get drunk off mimosas at Marigold's. You kind of aspire to do that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So that makes sense. One of my favorite moments was eventually when they go talk to... Uh, the dead girl's mom. And then she's like, oh, you can check the barn if there's another key to the uh, time capsule. Yeah, for no reason. For no reason. It's like, where did that come from? I was like, maybe she did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seemed like I was out of nowhere. And then we get a true, like, sort of thriller horror movie barn sequence. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, where the the one dude gets off-screen head bonked. Did Shane, Shane got bonked and he got shot. That poor dude. Shane, I don't know how Shane survives. I really want to talk about this this intense ending. But okay. But uh, yeah, he got head bonked for sure. The supposed killer with the gloves, you know, the gardener person at this point is still in the gardener outfit away from home. I suppose they just want to be consistent with that. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know. Chasing down the letters. And then she ends up stealing the letter. But it's like, it's weird that like no one would have solved these freaking clues. These uh, scavenger hunt clues. I have. I have like also the reverse inkling too that like if you were four best friends, how do they not all know the answers to all of the clues? Well, well, okay, so, so that's kind of uh, we're me- it's both, we're, right? We're meeting at the other side, right? Like this isn't an easy scavenger hunt because it's so ambiguous. But they're such good friends, and with any of these things, you probably didn't need a fucking scavenger hunt. You probably could have just written it in the initial note. I don't understand the point of a scavenger hunt if she wants people to discover. The truth about this, right? Like, no, she she wanted to she wanted to make sure that all four of them needed to like you know Power Rangers Megazord together. Oh, so they want to work together to discover. She no, like it was like a failsafe to be like if only one of you wants to find all the secrets, you can't because the other three clues are for the other. So you like you have to want to all come together to find the secret. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. It just it. Yeah, it's like it's like you know the two keys to open one door type situation. Like you know mm-hmm. when you see this in like a movie that like both keys have to be entered and turned at the same time. Like that's what she was trying to do. But like you know it's like where did you always go when I when somebody broke up with you? Like oh you went to the one restaurant in town that everybody else <laughs> went to. Like yeah no shit. Like all of them would have known that. The more I talk about this film, the more I realize with a lot of these movies, they're better watched than overanalyzed. <laughs> yeah 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 definitely like that's kind of how it works because it's just like supposed to be in your brain and out of your brain by the time it's over (laughs) anything before our crazy ending that that you wanted to mention yes so she eventually like winds up at her mom's grave that's just a giant bowl yeah like a big vase have you ever seen that as a headstone before i haven't so there's a bunch of crap happening at this point. And eventually she's just like, I want to leave, but I want to go to the graveyard first. So I could one, you know, visit my friend and two, yeah. visit my dead mom, which really hasn't been talked about in the film at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So she sees at her mom's grave, which is a weird shape. You're right. She gets a letter that basically solves all the riddles. Yeah. It's like, here's an extra key, here's a graduation present, go take my boyfriend, uh, good luck in life, thanks, here you go. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Your mom's grave, which you apparently haven't visited or ever reached into, even though it's a giant vase for no reason. It's just weird, too, that like uh, if anyone's ever visited a cemetery, they like pick up the, that stuff. You know, They wouldn't leave that for years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like right in the front and the top. <laughs> Also, like the box that the was the time capsule was wooden and like in water for ten years. <laughs> the contents of it were paper. Yeah, exactly. It was like opening the safe in the Titanic, right? You're like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> but yes, this final kind of showdown. They, by the way, they do go to their reunion briefly. I've noticed this in a lot of the reunion films that they'll be about a high school reunion, but rarely are they about the high school reunion or like what happens there. Yeah. They usually find an excuse not to be there. Um, And that's what we see here. Like, they just briefly attend before wanting to leave. So we do get that out of the way. But this this final uh, scene, if you want to call it, is long. It's long and it's wild. It's intense, right? I was going to ask you, Joe, because the, the format that I saw it in was just on Amazon Prime. This movie is free on a bunch of things. I couldn't really tell where the commercials would have been. And a lot of other Lifetime films oh, that no, we watched. Oh, no, no. 
there was there was definitely some there was like one yeah there's there's definitely like you have a more trained eye for it so that's why i was curious like if you don't remember it's fine but like i was wondering how they cut this long ending sequence because the ending sequence is like a third of the film and there's no way on tv you could run that straight through i think it was probably like before a cut during the shooting for sure you know what I mean? Like from like when she like kind of escapes and then she starts following them mm. with the gun. I think that would be a nice place to cut one. And I think they probably ran the end out afterwards. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a good place to be like, oh, I need no, I need to see the ending. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, she she's still there. She has the gun. And it's like, yeah, then it's like commercial. So we really haven't gotten into like what each of the four girls deal was. Abby, again, is a photographer, whatever. She seems the most sad about her friend's death. The one friend that like lives in the city with her, uh, she what did she become? Senator, senators. Oh no, not that wife. one. Uh, the lawyer. But she became a lawyer. Yeah. Patty, right? Patty, yes. Everything seemed to have worked out for her. The one who's a senator's wife, Erica, she comes off as bitchy a lot in the beginning, but yes, uh, she, it turns out she's fighting with her senator boyfriend for reasons yep. we don't know yet. Um, and eventually she says she needs to leave and she ends up dead. Well, cause she finds the thing and then gets bonked. Yeah, bonked. Big bonk here. Big bonk here. Yeah, into water. That's a death. Crazy, crazy death. So I didn't want to forget that. And again, that, there's Rose who stayed in the hometown, was and is the popular girl. Um, who, I, again, the movie's pushing the most to be the killer. Yeah, kind of bitchy, kind of like settled. Oh yeah, she also threw a sh- like uh what's what's the main character's name that we like? Abby. Abby takes a giant shot at her when she's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I wrote oh, down." I, wait, I was saying that wrong the whole time. Abby's the dead girl. So, sorry fans right. of this movie. Carly is the main girl. Ooh. Okay, Carly. Carly takes a shot at Rose when she's like, you know, like, what are you doing now? And she's like, well, you know, like, I married the guy, and, like, I have kids, and, like, I teach at the school. And she's like, that's exactly what I thought you'd be doing. And she's like, I said I was going to go to dance school and, like, move to the city. And she's like, yep, but I knew you wouldn't. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, okay. Yeah, should these girls be friends? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so, yeah, apologies for calling her Abby the entire time. It is Carly. Abby is the dead girl. So our main person, Carly, at this point, she has the key. Erica has gone away. We know she's dead, but not all the on-screen characters know that she's dead. They find the time capsule, which is kind of where they thought it was. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, it wasn't that far removed from where the X was, which, why have all the clues at this point, but whatever. And they start opening the letters. I like it because it explains why a lot of the characters have been acting the way they were. Like, take Erica, who got murdered. Um, she the whole time is like, I don't want my thing to be open. I don't want my thing to be open. And you're thinking maybe it's because she killed Abby. But it turns out, like, I guess she had a botched abortion that yeah has ruined her chance to get pregnant. And her husband is an asshole. And really, there's a line right that I'm like, what? So when she reveals that she can't have kids to one of the other girls, they're like, oh, why don't you just adopt? And she goes, a congressman without a, a proper bloodline. That's not a thing. We elect our Congress people, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah I mean, yeah, I know fine. they might say that, but the way it implied, okay, yeah, fair. But like the, the way they implied it, it's like, I think in today's day and age, if you adopted, you would get more voting points. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's not like that crazy, but the way they make it sound like, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. You have to produce the heir to the congressman's throne. 
to be fair, she arguably, I guess that's what she deserves what she gets. She gets murdered and whatever. But she arguably was the bitchiest at the beginning. She's like, I married a congressman. Everything's going well for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's her letter. I think the next girl to go, is, is it the blonde girl? Probably. Whatever. And her letter is something along the lines of like, I stole this man type situation. Yeah, I stole the man. And like, I'm going to trick him. I'm Yeah, no, that was like the I'm going to trick him into marrying me. Thanks for getting rid of him or something. It's clear she didn't do it. I mean, she still seems like she's mad at Abby, but it's it's pretty clear again she didn't do it. Um, what was uh, Carly's letter? Uh, Carly's letter was I'm in love with Shane. Oh, yeah, just I'm in love with Shane. It was very like Mary Sue, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Abby's letter, the dead girl was like, hey, I was supposed to be valedictorian, but I failed this test so that uh, the other girl could be valedictorian. And also, I slept with this one guy. I feel bad about it. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, not whatever. It's like the crux of the film. Uh, because we learn that Patty, <laughs> the, yeah. the friend of Carly the whole time, the one who you know basically lives in the city with her, um, her letter is the pretty damning one where she's angry that Abby's going to be valedictorian and she admits, yep. she admits to like over drugging her. She didn't want to kill her necessarily, but that's what ends up. She said she wanted to make her sick with too much ecstasy. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was... Never a good plan. <laughs> no, not a good plan, but you could see a teenager doing it, whatever. You know what? I was so impressed about this film. What? A lot of lifetime films would have just ended here or close to here, right? Like, Oh my God, it's her cops come or something or, or no 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 you have to have the final fight scene bud but this final fight scene is a long gunplay final fight scene i guess is my point right like this yeah she has a gun but it's more like oh i know you did it to the blonde girl or whatever and even after reading that there's still there still could be some doubts of who really did it but once carly our hero here is has turned on her friend it's an all-out fucking you know, running around guns. We get shovel versus shears, uh, gardening shears Dude, at one point. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a Lifetime movie. I was like, whoa! Garden fight <laughs> with garden tools. Incredible choice. Like, one of the best things I've ever seen. It's amazing. It's not a quick sequence. It's like an actual intense sequence. Uh, Shane gets shot. At this point, Carly and Shane have developed like a clear romantic thing, and that's oh yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. The, supposed to be the hot guy in the movie, and and uh, you know you're rooting for them, and he's like legitimately shot. I actually believe that he was dead, but that doesn't compare to freaking the blonde girl Rose's death. They like run away to a car at one point. Yes, because she like so they get into the garden fight. They kind of escape. She starts chasing them with the gun. They're like, okay, we got a getaway car. And fucking uh, the bad girl, Patty, starts shooting at the car. And the car is on fire and it's about to blow up. And Carly and and Rose have this moment. And, where she, and Rose is essentially like, I can't get out of this car somehow. You know, the seatbelt is stuck. Save yourself. And the car, yeah. it's, it's insane. And the car blows up with Rose in it. I'm like, I did not expect to see a car. And the effects weren't that great, but I didn't expect to see a car blow up. Car on fire with CGI is so advanced beyond what we normally get in Lifetime. I loved it. CGI explosion. This Joe, we've talked about movies where the, 
the main crux in the film is that everyone gets an STD. Yes. Stuff like that, right? And it's intense while you're watching, but it's still intimate stories. This one goes from what could be an intimate story to a wacky-ass thing where there's cars blowing up, people <laughs> are fighting with gardening shears. Like, it's like... Yeah, and that's after we get the slasher piece. Yeah, yeah, there's a, a gardening slasher dude who's killing people. Head bonks, bloody shovels. Whoa, yeah. this movie escalated. It did. It gets really, really zany really fast. And then also just doesn't. <laughs> like, it kind of, like, ends where, like, all Lifetime movies end, too. So, like, we keep we keep escalating, escalating, escalating. Car explodes, everything. And then it's just like, okay, like, we hug the injured guys there. Cops are on their way. Yeah, so eventually, yeah, does she kill Carly? I don't even remember. Does, does Carly kill Patty? Yeah, does Carly kill Patty? I think she subdues her somehow. Oh, with the shears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't see... The problem with this is there's a lot of blood, but we don't see much much like softcore porn. We don't see insertion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. We just yes, kind of exactly. see... It's kind of implied that the scissors go in, and then we just see, like, her eyes, like, whatever. So we don't even know if she's dead, and it ends up that Shane is okay. But the body count in this film is a lot, because, again, implication that... Rose is definitely dead. She was in a car explosion. She killed she killed Abby at the beginning in high school. She killed Abby at the beginning. Patty is like a fucking serial killer in this movie. A hundred percent. She killed Erica, and we see Erica's body later, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. She kills her too, yep. She tries to kill Shane. What happens to Chase, the cop? I think that he was just like off dicking around. Right, like he kind of just disappears. But she, I think so. For all intents and purposes, she killed Shane. Lifetime brought him back, but he was shot <laughs> a couple times. Shot him and bonked him. yeah. She was trying to kill him. <laughs> so, rampage here, but ends up that Shane is A-OK, and you're right. Cops come, movie just ends, and you're like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> and it's funny, because the main girl here, Carly, is just like, essentially, yeah, I want to live my life now. I'm going to date this guy and travel. Like, that's the implication you get. Yeah, yeah, happy ending. <laughs> get out. We're good. She gets what she wants. That's, that's also a giant clue why I knew Shane wouldn't die. Is because the main character was in love with him. Mm. And you want that idea that after the movie ends, they're going to live there forever. Yeah, with he can't. Because if he dies, then like that's a shitty ending for the movie. She needs to like, they need to wind up together at the end. So he can't die. So like, even when he got bonked, I was like, oh, okay, Shane's good. And then when he got shot, I was like, this isn't fatal because Shane needs to be alive at the end. So there you go. There you go. But what a ride this one. This was a really fun watch. I'm glad you brought this to me. It was a little bit chaotic. It was a little bit all over the place. It has wide tonal shifts in the middle of the movie at various points. The characters were somehow like more real than usual because they were so shitty. (laughs) So I really did like that. And I saw some things that I'd never seen before, like gardening shears versus shovel in a, in a lifetime movie, which is awesome. Love it. Love it. I was a little afraid at the beginning that I'm like, Oh no, like, is this not going to be up to the Joe two standard? Oh no, this was great. But once we got to like those moments that, you know, garden fight and in the, in the um, barn, the barn. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. We can, we can dig this. We can talk about this. This is not exactly it's not going to be something that's just like about friends who don't get along, you know, like who to go to their high school reunion. <laughs> yeah. This jumps to another level. So it does really quick. <laughs> yeah. It does. All right. So let's get to our awards then. I don't know if we've done this on a lifetime film, maybe, but here goes. Okay. Who was this movie made for? 
like specifically millennials that skipped their high school reunion. <laughs> yeah. I, I had something similar. I said just uh, the Carlies of the world, right? Which is most people who are doing okay, but sometimes they see how other people in their high school are doing and can get a little sad or whatever, but not everything is as it seemed. And it's a good reminder to that. Like someone might be bragging on Instagram or Twitter. Or- and they could be a murderer. They could have drugged their, valedictorian and killed them yeah th- there's there's more to the facade of what people say in reunions or social media or whatever so exactly so yeah the carlies of the world was my answer okay next question most likely to succeed which character won the movie i would say it gotta be shane right because he's like nearly indestructible yeah that's actually who i said i said shane for for similar reason there are like a couple big fight scenes and battles here and he conveniently gets head bonked and shot. And I know that doesn't seem fun on paper, but he's fine both times and and he avoided the major struggle and has a new girlfriend and has a new girlfriend and he traveled and he like seems to be like pretty okay. You know, like he's like a normal dude. I think, I think Shane succeeds the most. I think Carly has the biggest like come up, you know, with like <laughs> now I have a boyfriend that's like seems like a normal dude and like, you know, uh, solved a murder and, you know, all this other stuff. But in reality, I think Shane's like, OK, I always had a crush on this girl. She finally comes back and like now I'm dating her and I'm a cool dude. 100 percent agree. Wooderson Award. Is there a character in the film, like a background character or whoever that you would have liked to have seen more of? Uh, I want to see Rose's family like the kids. Because if, like, the dad's the cop and she's the mom, they have to be miserable children. <laughs> I like that. That's a good answer. <laughs> I didn't even think about them. Do we see them at all? No, we don't. We just know that they exist. You're right. I didn't even catch that. That's a good call. Yeah, like, if those are the parents, like, come on. Like, they'd have to be, like, they're, like, super annoying. And, yeah. <laughs> they probably just didn't want to pay, like, child actors or, like, work with them. Oh, yeah, you don't need them. Yeah. All right, Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission would make the film better? Would you delete anyone from the film? No, I think the cop is kind of useless, actually, in that sense. He ends up being pretty useless. For be- for having a cop that's, like, with them while they're trying to solve a murder and there's the murderer running around, he does nothing to prevent it or stop it or try to. I was wondering, like, if it was a cop at all. Like, sometimes I would forget, right? Because he's mostly just, like, a like a hot dude walking around, right? And it's like, oh, oh yeah, he, he's off duty a lot in the movie too, so. Yeah, and he's just like hanging out like at this house, but like you don't have any sort of like, you know, you see all these stories on the news. It's like, oh, well, you know, he was in the military, so somebody tried to break into his house and he's just like, I just went right back into it. You know what I mean? Like my brain went there and he's like not copley at all. Right? I, and I'm not going to like paint a picture of all cops that I've ever met. Most like cops that I've met and I know well, even when they're in their most relaxing moments, you're so right, Joe, can go into cop mode like like that. Like you've been trained and like, you know, they like deal with these situations. So like for the good or the bad of it, like if there's like a, a situation where there might be a killer running around, he'd be like, OK, like, look, we're all going to stay in the house. Like, let me get some squad cars here. Like, you know, if she keeps seeing this guy, like there, there might be someone here. Like, let's figure this shit out. Right. Or just be on alert. So, yeah, yeah wasn't, it wasn't happening here. So on reunion films, uh, we don't always ask this question, but I'm going to ask it because there's a really easy answer here. Very easy answer. Cameron Fry Award, 
uh, too old to be a high schooler? Did anyone look too old to be a high schooler? All of them, <laughs> but specifically Erica, the one with the senator, the set right? That's yeah, the senator. Yeah. That that woman is forty years old. And when she was at the high school party, it was very, very apparent how old she was, especially next to the girl that was like that did the video Abby that died. Who <laughs> was like actually a teenager? It's like, oh god, this is jarring. How much? She's like she could be her mom. Exactly. And I would even argue this is ten year reunion, so they're supposed to be twenty eight. Oh 27, god, yeah, you're right. So like even that realm, we don't need to go there. But <laughs> I think she's yeah. She... <laughs> Like she doesn't look bad. She's no, just definitely all, over thirty. Yeah, she's like oh, for sure over thirty. Which is fine. So am I. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah, it's exactly. not a criticism, but it's like exactly. Um, okay, let's grade the film. Let's assign it a good old letter grade. You can get grade however you want, especially in this genre of lifetime film. But I do need to give us a little cheat sheet. Rotten Tomatoes. Not enough people have rated this film on Rotten Tomatoes. Zero reviews. And that's for critics. There are 50 audience score reviews. Zero percent. But again, whatever. Letterboxd. The always fun nerds at Letterboxd. 2.5 out of 5. I want to see if anyone gave it 5 stars. No one gave it 5 stars, it looks like. Uh, Some 4 star people. Oh, some people gave it 4.5 stars. One person gave it 4.5 stars. Oh, okay. Who's that person? Let's see. I need to uh, play your too fast game and take a look and see. Okay, the person who gave it four and a half stars. I'll just put it this way. They watch a lot of Lifetime films. Okay, cool. Good. They don't really have like favorites listed. I can tell you the last four films they saw were One Bedroom. I don't know that one. Tall Girl 2, High School Slumber Party related (laughs) film. Okay. Through My Window, I don't know what that one is. And My Best Friend and Frank. So they watch a lot of TV movies, we'll put it that way, or, or streaming movies, but really liked this one. Can't really blame them. You know, it was, it was fun. But but Joe, forget Definitely that. Definitely fun. What will you grade on your personal scale, 10-year reunion? I give it a four and a half scavenger hunt clues <laughs> to my time capsule. I really enjoyed how crazy this was. The only thing I could take away from it is it's just a little bit chaotic. It feels like it's too mashed up. It's not as seamless as I want. There's definitely parts of the movie that I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Not that it really matters, but like it was kind of hard to follow because, you know, we're trying to find the time capsule. We're trying to solve a murder. We're trying to avoid a murderer. So, yeah, those things. But four and a half. Four and a half. I feel like we could still, uh, we, we would be able to find the time capsule with four and a half clues. We don't need all five. So love yeah, that. Exactly. I, I'm not sure. Again, I don't even know if I grade these uh, films on the, uh, I don't know what my rubric has been in the past, but this is, this was a very enjoyable film. Do I know hundred percent what's going on the entire time? No, no, but I was intrigued from beginning to end. I was curious who the murderer was and, and got a satisfied conclusion. So there you go. Love that score. What does your 10-year reunion sleeping bag look like if you and I are having this lifetime slumber party? Oh, um, let me see here. If I'm bringing a sleeping bag that fits this movie, it would have to be a sleeping bag of all of the headshots and wedding photos that Carly took. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) <laughs> hmm what would i do 
I want to okay. I want to do like something like garden themed, right? I, but I want it to be like almost like a graphic novel, and I want like a stylized looking drawing of the gardening shears versus shovel fight in the garden. You know, like almost. What about like like the hammer and sickle? Oh, one? gardening shears and a shovel crossed. I like that. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Iconography for this movie. Love it. All right, Joe. My favorite question every week. You and I are in the random, in the magical blockbuster that has every movie that has ever existed. We see a sign at the front that says rent two movies, get one free. We know we are renting 10-year reunion, but what two other films would you like to watch along with this one? Oh, I got to pick one, but what was it called? Fuck. Um, Okay. First one. Because we just watched it, and it's also weird, is In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale with Jason Statham. What? Where he plays a character named Farmer, and the story about the guy who made this movie is fucking ridiculous. Go listen to the episode of Too Fast, because we only talk about the writer-director of this film, who consistently makes horrible films. And it just tells everybody else to fuck off. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Bull. What is his U- name? Bull, something. something like that. Yui Bull. Yui. Yeah, uh, Yui Bull. What else did he do that I know? I've seen this guy before. Maybe he's just like, been on lists of like... Oh, he also like fought fans and said he makes shitty movies. He like boxes them. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yes. So that is one. Oh, and you know what? Can I pick a non-movie? Yeah, you can pick whatever. Well, I mean, no one's ever picked a book before, but... Yeah, I'm not gonna pick. Um, I, I say the after party on um, what is it on Apple TV Plus? I think. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, but it's it's friends go to a high school reunion. It's a comedy. There's a lot of people I like in it, and it it's a murder mystery about a high school reunion murder. Nice. I think it's very appropriate. I love Christopher Miller, so that seems up my alley. I haven't seen it yet. I know he's like it's Little Franco, it. a bunch of other actors you would know. What is it? Tiffany Haddish is like the detective in it. So nice, awesome, great picks. Really appreciate this, Joe. Uh, have you have you signed up for some others? There's another Lifetime film. Ooh, I'm excited. That uh, is a reunion film. Definitely want to talk about it. Wait, let me see. Oh yes. I need to book you around Christmas time because the other Lifetime film that is a high school uh, reunion film is called Holiday High School Reunion. So we'll see what that's oh. all about. I have no idea. Christmas time high school reunion. I, like <laughs> I mean, we'll talk before that. Talk to you around then. Once again, thank you for everything you've done on this show. Thanks for having me. Specifically, obviously, Lifetime, but also the Twilight stuff. And, uh, you know, li- listeners, just stay posted on that, working on some uh, fun behind the th- scenes things behind the scenes things in regards to that as well uh joe um i'll be on your main show too fast too forever well i've been i've been on but i'm looking forward to recording a patreon exclusive episode with you guys soon caligula so that's gonna be fun but uh joe what do you want to plug and say or whatever um Go find us on Too Fast Too Forever at Too Fast Too Forever on everything at TooFastTooForever.com. Episodes come out every Tuesday. We have a bunch of Patreon bonus episodes. If you join the Patreon, even for a dollar a month, you get access to those. I think the last count Joey said was 17. You were on like a very recent one, not the most recent one, because we did a crossover with Mike um, for the Transporter 2. 
And yeah, you could find us there. Find us on social media. I'll respond to anything. You know where to find me. And uh, thanks for having me, bud. Thanks, Joe. Good luck with the gambling. Good luck with all the wonderful things you do for our community. <laughs> and I thank you. Thank have you. a good one. Right. You too, brother. Always a bang up job by Joe too. We always thank him here in Isis Lumber Party for the great things he gives us, not only with Twilight, but of course here on Lifetime Films. And really, he's always putting his best foot forward. He's always giving us good effort. Whenever I need a guest, I know he'll be there. So, Joe, too. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Chef's kiss to your face. <laughs> Maybe Kyle should do that on Foodie Films. Remember Foodie Films? It was a podcast that used to exist on this network. Kyle, get your act together. Not that you're listening today, but if you were listening, we want more Foodie Films episodes. Woo! You know what we're going to get, though? More High School Slumber Party episodes. Friday, Shawnee Mead. Big friend of the program, all the way from Australia. She'll be here, and your homework will be to watch the movie she's here to talk about. It is Drop Dead Gorgeous. Do you think that most people would say that teenage beauty pageants are a good idea? Oh, yeah, sure. I know what some of your big city no-bra-wearing, hairy-legged women libbers might say. They might say that a pageant is old-fashioned and demeaning to the girls. Yeah. What sickest women dressing like men? Oh, you yeah. betcha, Iris. At the Mount Rose American Teen Princess Beauty Pageant. I'm Leslie Miller. I'm Amber Atkins. I'm Rebecca Lehman. There are only two rules. I aim to win. Winning is everything. I am the mother of the most talented contestant Mount Rose has ever had. And nice girls finish last. They wanted to see my room and film me for their movie. They ask you to take your top off. Get the money first. Ooh, we get a personal consultation Great. with a makeup artist. Excuse me, Miss Penthouse 98. Put your knees together. Okay. I could drive a boat show in there. For my talent, I'm going to be doing the... Talking to Scott Lovino. Yeah, I'm trying to talk to him about... Yeah. Never judged a pageant before in my life. Mm -hmm. No way. Never been around young girls. If you could be any tree in the woods, what kind of tree would you be? Green. <laughs> a solid Christian trunk. <laughs> long, leafy branches to provide shade for handicapped kids on a hot summer day. Do you like to swim? No. Oh my God, my tech costume's gone. You're getting at something. You better just say it. Bring it on! The greatest challenge for these girls isn't winning the contest. I was contestant number one. That light was meant for my head. But surviving it... She got ice because she wins everything, and this time someone didn't want her to win. And they say smoking's bad for your health. Yeah. Because the battle between the good and the bad. I sat down to have a beer in Kablooey. He's about to get ugly. I'm going to quit the pageant. What? But the show must go on. Kirstie Alley, Ellen Barkin, Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards. Every contestant you'll meet here tonight, they are all proud to be an American. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Really nervous. It's been about two months. I haven't told my boyfriend yet. How did you know? I meant nervous about the pageant. Oh! Nervous about the pageant. Yeah! Underrated classic from that wonderful year, 1999. Watch it. We'll be talking about it on Friday. Love pageant movies. Love having Shawnee on. And of course, Kiki Dunst is a star. Kirsten Dunst, Oscar nominee. We hope she wins and we'll salute her before that by talking Drop Dead Gorgeous. One more thing before I let you go. Life moves pretty fast. Lifetime moves pretty fast. 
If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Later, dudes.